Hi hello and welcome to Saturday Architecture. Please do subscribe and share your feedback on all the episodes that you hear. Your feedback is very important to us. Have fun listening to this podcast. This is Kumaran your host. Hi all welcome to another episode of Saturday Architecture we have Janaka who is a CTO from Colombo Rajo is an architect with Standard Chartered Bankit who is a engineering lead from Aqua Connect and Deepak from Microsoft We were just discussing managing versus influencing the right? team and whether we like it or not uh, different parts of our life they manage the information not really the technology right so and if most of this are run through the programs still the agile is full stream into the banking environment it used to be like a program so everything is completely detailed everything is the blueprint has to be available for next 5 years and stuffs like that once you start putting that blueprint for a couple of years right didn't allow it to evolve then will automatically become managing either it's architecture or is either it's portfolio or anything right then it'll become managing basically you already said something we have to make sure that has to happen so somehow we are managing the things to adhere to that right that's the biggest problem right but i believe recently because of the agile evolution this keeps changing this evolution of uh, you know showing something and getting in, getting your early adapters to it uh, as an influencer into that uh, community so that that's changing right now so i see a lot of changes not only from an architecture perspective but everything a lot of times we spent around managing it rather than influencing now this works for i then i realized that this applies for architecture also so as architects are we just doing architecture to manage the environment the ecosystem in which the architecture exists as a technology solution or is it actually influencing it i think couple of things is easy to understand managing is boring it's monotonous it's gets it's very energy draining whereas influencing is more fun interesting but harder also so uh we could just go around and then, and then say like in your case right if you say what would be the difference between an architecture which manages and an architecture which influences so janaka can you think of some examples or uh, where you say you know architecture just managed stuff yeah uh, so for example if you look at an organization like um, um look i take a bank for example so uh, in a banking environment uh, software architecture or any system architecture is seen as a means to an end so uh, they are more interested in uh, so there are two aspects i'll first cover the first aspect so uh, basic function of a banking solution is basically to empower and improve Uh, either top line or the bottom line the organization in this right. realm most of the time you are talking about the architecture we are just managing whereas uh, if you look at some architectures that are that's coming in under the all the digital transformation uh, what you call realm right so these are kind of architectures that tend to have that uh, like empowering or influencing capability where 
we like to keep on expanding the the ecosystem or the architecture so it's basically influencing the people to think out of the box and also come up with a kind of like a, uh, ecosystem where evolution is possible so basically um management usually leads with results whereas uh, uh, for me influencing is a evolution so that's kind of like my take on that okay so can you think of instances where you wanted the architecture to influence but only you could implement something which manages the ecosystem so i can give an example where we actually wanted to do a, a because now most banks wants to do a, a digital transformation the last mile digitization of the customer experience so there are two ways to achieve this one is a is a black box that does it and uh, achieve something and but at the same time you can build something that evolve so you start with something uh, uh, something not substantial but you keep on uh, growing so basically you are influencing all the stakeholders to actually go think uh, what do you call be dreamers and then add uh, ideas on top and then uh, actually build that ecosystem larger but uh, in most cases what would happen is uh, if you take in a banking environment where things are more cut and dry and you say okay it's either a capital expenditure or an operational expenditure then you start looking at the the architecture in a different way right so the thing is it's more about how much you invest and how long it's going to stay in our books and what's the incremental revenue out of it and then how do you get out of it so what will generally happen is that influence even though you want to create an ecosystem where you can influence thought influence uh, ideas that can be uh, turned into what you call actual deliverables because of certain uh, how do i say views or opinions they will become something like a black box that you deliver once and get it over with. so again it's just a management managed architecture not a Uh, influencing architecture because the thing is uh, the guardrails set in place do not allow that influencing aspect rather than a very strict guideline as to what goes in and uh, how we are going to look at it so that i have i have seen that on multiple occasions where we try to develop something that's evolving and then uh, the, but the thing is then others have uh, especially in the finance domain they have other views on this okay so um if i understand right like just tell me if this is true so when i'm kind of writing a, making an architecture which is there to manage okay so it is something like let's say uh i have one of the challenges which we had we were working for a healthcare okay and in the healthcare uh they were actually moving from a thick client uh db server in the central and then uh, vb clients over to a cloud architecture scenario now in that case what had uh, happened was we were trying to uh, as in we, i was with microsoft at that time so we were trying let's try it in the cloud environment but the challenge was they had different centers in different places okay now one thing which i failed there was i couldn't have a influencing architecture okay so basically what that means is 
um kind of related to what you are telling but a little more specific thing is that i wanted to roll out certain capabilities within a hospital with the new architecture to certain pockets of the audience and they will become the motivation force for other hospitals and other departments to adopt the new uh, new application okay so it's a classical change management thing right because the cto and ceo were always afraid that people won't adopt it and obviously as a hospital is running you have to do this change as the thing is in flight right and they can't afford to have mistakes and uh, because it's healthcare they were even more worried about its failure so they were kind of forcing on let me get something get the perfect solution out okay so let's get the perfect architecture out we all know that doesn't exist but some of people think it exists somewhere now because of that what i had to do was i i only gave a architecture which got managed now what does that mean that means that it was a standard three phase waterfall project phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 okay now the result of that was it was planned for some it it was planned to be go live after uh, three quarters okay guess what after five quarters nothing had gone live right and the confidence in the dev team the confidence so the dev team was again a mixture of outsourced and internal folks right so the uh, ceo and the ceo had lost faith on internal it internal it had lost faith on the vendors okay and the architecture was more focused on let's manage it let's manage it okay so you do more testing okay uh, the code were getting so some test cases miss with an internal testing you add more of that but the thing that it could inspire people to roll out across the organization the architecture failed okay so it was classically an architecture for management and i as an architect failed miserably over there Now, if it was an influence thing i should have been able to get something out for example it could be maybe if i had convinced them just to develop this new functionality for a cafeteria i did try but i failed okay um and people see the new interface new thing and then they see the cafeteria working well and probably that would have inspired the pharmacy to adopt it so even if there were some problems in the application right nothing will be perfect now when you when they start looking at i need to have that perfect software which has to meet an application which has been running for the past 8 years the new one is never going to meet that gold standard okay and then you will start comparing it and say this is not ready this is not ready this is not ready that's the catch that they fell into and the technology the design what we did was always trying to manage these internal stakeholders rather than influencing them and most importantly the end users it never reached there okay so my architecture and my arch as an architect i failed miserably over there if i was could have got one module out right just just a cafeteria and shown the new interface and then influence probably the pharmacy guy or the back end guy then come to the diagnostics then you could have gone to let's say patient management and then to the operation theater if i could have done then my architecture itself could have influenced 
how the development was done how the end users adopted the change management like that so my architecture was a pure architecture which managed it didn't do any influence at all correct it didn't change anybody's mindset nothing happened so it's pretty hard any of you can think of so think of instances where the architecture that you did was an absolute perfect manager no i think most of the architectures uh, i start with the example of banking that janaka started with right if you look at from banking perspective uh, we used to call it a ca was basically it's not really ctos right because they manage the information not really the technology right so and if most of this are run through the programs till the agile is full stream into the banking environment it used to be like a program so everything is completely detailed everything is the blueprint has to be available for next 5 years and stuffs like that once you start putting that blueprint for a couple of years right didn't allow it to evolve then will automatically become managing either it's architecture or is either it's portfolio or anything right then it will become managing basically you already said something we have to make sure that has to happen so somehow we are managing the things to adhere to that right that's the biggest problem right but i believe recently because of the agile evolution this keeps changing this evolution of uh, you know showing something and getting in, getting your yearly adapters to it uh, as an influencer into that uh, community so that that's changing right now so i see a lot of changes not only from an architecture perspective but everything uh, if you ask me from an exact example right 99% of the architectures that done with the portfolio management the program management is actually managed Uh, as you so rightly said it's an interesting thing that you are telling so it's kind of got to do with how the portfolio and the program itself yeah. is defined and that kind of it's like straight jacketing the moment you define a program and a portfolio you are kind of pretty much exactly. done after that you just have to manage that <laughs> powerpoint which was built by somebody sitting somewhere else exactly. make sure that your things you okay that's an interesting perspective right deepak so <clears throat> so this is something which i am trying to understand one is why do you really care whether you manage or you influence right yeah. that that is a that is a question which architects have to answer right that why, why do you really care whether it is managed or whether it is influenced right is it serving some purpose right maybe managed is good enough right like raja said 90% of the projects uh, uh, implementations are managed that means they are serving some purpose they are giving some output may may not be the the best output but they are serving some purpose right now from what i understand you are trying to do is in says is one of these ways better than the other right mm. is is managed better or is influenced better right so that is that is the question we are trying to answer now my sort of approach is it really doesn't matter it really doesn't matter whether you manage it or influence it right if it it all depends on who is trying to get you to manage it who is trying to get you to influence it and then the interaction between what is your objective and what is their objective right finally one person has to convince the other i said okay i think your way of managing this project is not going to work let me try the influence and i convince you and he says okay it, it, it's a human interaction thing he says okay i agree with your approach because you have convinced me that this there is logic in influencing rather than logic in managing right now all these things what architects have to go back and think is what you are trying to build is it 
कॉम्प्लिकेटेड सिस्टम और इज इट अ कॉम्प्लेक्स सिस्टम राइट सो लेट मी डिफाइन वॉट इज कॉम्प्लिकेटेड एंड वॉट इज कॉम्प्लेक्स राइट अ वॉच इज अ कॉम्प्लिकेटेड सिस्टम राइट वॉच हैज इफ यू आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट मैकेनिकल वॉच नॉट द इलेक्ट्रॉनिक एंड राइट सो मैकेनिकल वॉच यू ओपन इट यू हैव सो मेनी कंपोनेंट्स इन इट ऑल गियर्स थिंग्स मूविंग राइट वन कंपोनेंट गोज बैड the watch stops working right that is your complicated architecture so many components all of them have to work together they have to always work right now think of nature right nature is a complex system right it's it's a robust system right you destroy one tree the whole ecology does not stop right you kill one species of animals also the whole ecology does not stop right it's a robust system which comes back on its own right even a city right if you take a city like chennai or bangalore right you there is a lockdown right life still goes on it's a robust system right so what architects need need to think about is how you are going to make a robust system by understanding the complexity right so now complexity here means i've just given you an example of complexity but i have not really defined what complexity means so you will see complexity when you when you encounter it so complexity means you have multiple factors they influence each other and they adapt to each other right means there are so many so many participants in that whole system and they they will interact with each other and they may adapt to each other like people will figure out how to get milk during a lockdown right people will they, and they will somebody will provide those services deliver at home right it's a self evolving self adjusting uh, self organizing system right so that is what architects need to i'm not saying they can reach the level of uh, understanding nature and applying it to it and things like that but they need to understand that what are they trying to build right if if they can come closer to building a robust system which adapts to various factors and people understand it people understand complexity inherently right if you explain to people that see how cities work just the way i explained it to you are you immediately got what complexity and com- complicated are two different things right and most business decision makers can also get it very quickly right so i would say if architects want to influence they need to be able to put this in this context to the business decision makers who are the main influencers of uh, uh, the bad people you are trying to influence right the or uh, sometimes even technical decision makers they they will understand this right uh, we are trying to build a robust system right and these are the factors influencing it so architects need to understand what is complex and what is complicated right can i what is it that i'm trying to influence am i trying to build a complicated system or i'm trying to build a complex system so they they need to be able to define that because to build a complicated system there can be 10000 ways to build a complicated system right they have because there are so many moving parts and all the parts should and fit together in different ways you you figure out which is the are you trying to influence that which part goes where or you are trying to build a robust system now would that mean um, so just one thing right so yeah, yeah as a funnel other small uh, yeah. i want to that and so i think uh, uh, 
uh, in the um, discussion is going on so a couple items i want to add so i think um, we need to be clear about uh, what is influencing and what is convincing because uh, right now we are i think half of the like if i look at a typical project scenario what example like what the deepak mentioned right so for me influencing and convincing are extremely different like for example like what the kumaran you just mentioned right was more about not being able to convince somebody of that influencing nature of the architecture as opposed to influencing that person so for me some uh, an influencing architecture is uh, is uh, like uh, you basically uh, you are guiding your stakeholders down a path where they had not seen before whereas yeah. uh, um uh, sticking to a project timeline and get uh, delivering a project is basically selling your idea which falls more under the convincing part it's not okay, influence I, I i think i'm not quite clear on that so for example so, right yeah. if the if the stakeholder has to take a new path i have to convince him to take that left turn in that unknown road right Absolutely. so that is so how are they different i think influence objective is to convince them only no, i am no, no. still not getting the difference so so for me convincing them on uh, like for example convincing somebody to accept your architecture is basically basically getting your buy in influencing somebody for me is influencing them to start a journey so basically when you are influencing somebody is not about selling your idea it's about going that on that journey with me but there isn't that so, an idea itself <laughs> going out on the journey itself is an idea right no 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 the thing is that uh, that it's beyond the, the whole thing. like for example if i take your example what you just mentioned like uh, when you wanted to have that evolving architecture which is identical to what i sold uh, uh, because my that was exactly my problem so basically i wanted to give a solution where uh, it was not time box to five uh, six months where you are achieving everything under the sun in uh, uh, what do you call in six months instead of that you take a small mvp right and then you deliver that and you build on top of it so what it would have done was it would have given a platform where uh, i can influence my stakeholders to think think of things that they have never, never thought before but before i got there i had to convince them on why i am not going to go down that black box black like what do you call deliver everything in 3 months kind of solution which you have to do and which i had to do also because the thing is that okay you have three quarters deliver everything under the sun under three quarters so so that's what i'm saying so the thing is that convincing on the idea is one thing and then for me it's different like again come to if i come to the second point on what deepak said i totally agree with that one so basically we as architects always i always say that when we have a problem or architectural problem or a design problem i always say uh, look at people who has solved it before because uh, even we have a set of design patterns architectural design patterns that we follow but again uh, nature is a very good example all other architectural problems we have nature has already solved like for example uh, uh, I, this is an this is an interview interview question i do without asking anybody whether they know hadoop and how to work on data 
i would just ask them okay look you have one hour and uh, uh, and you have 10 pages of a newspaper to read and you can only read uh, one page uh, per hour how do you read 10 pages in um, in one hour so eventually we are going to get uh, we are going to start with threads and eventually get to hadoop but the thing is the whole idea is that uh, the whole that problem has already been solved by somebody so basically uh, i i agree with what deepak is saying so basically uh, nature as a as a as a complex system so i also like to build that type of complex systems like where things are resilient and fault tolerant uh, so uh, i think it's a little bit off the topic but anyhow but i i just want to say i agree with what deepak said so uh, again i also believe in complex systems not complicated ones so i i'm just kind of trying to get a concrete example right we are just talking yeah. concepts here low in your projects right what yeah. you have worked i said you know this was and basically two uh, two questions right Did i give an example if you want one, for complex uh, let me just finish the question yeah when you say manage and influence right can you manage complexity to me in my mind from what deepak explained you can manage complicated systems but i don't think you can manage complex systems no you don't manage complex systems you, you can only influence them right yeah, so if exactly. we are agreeing that you can only influence a uh, complex system and you can manage complicated systems so probably then the first step is kind of identify what i'm dealing with is a complicated system or what i'm going to deal with is a complex step 1 and then after that it becomes fairly clear that you know if i'm dealing with something complex i can only do influence i cannot do manage okay so can you think of examples in what you have implemented already saying that this project or this solution was complicated but this one was complex so i'll give a simple example for something like what we mentioned complex right so yeah now uh, we have a for example we have we built uh, one uh, mobile and internet banking platform which basically is uh, absorbing about uh, services from about 10 to 20 different systems inside the organization outside the organization this is not in sri lanka by the way okay so it is a complex system because the thing is uh, there are there is uh, because uh, basically what uh, the mobile application is just like looking looking through a spy glass so basically you see transactions going through you uh, and coming to you and look at for example your portfolio in other entities so it's a, it's a complex system because uh, like uh, deepak said that there are so many moving parts and the way we made it how we managed that complexity was by making sure that like what deepak mentioned right so what happens when i can't see the portfolio in the, my other bank what would happen should i fail or should i just say okay i will go on but okay sorry i don't have that feature for now so that kind of thing so the thing is uh, the way we built it is that okay all the features in the ecosystem are allowed to fail and we expect them to fail also so how But did your what part of your architecture caused an influence what was the influence element there i understand so this is a complex yeah. system so what yeah. was the architecture component which brought in that flavor of influence to the ecosystem so, bas- so basically uh, the simple word is resilience 
so if you make each component resilient in the in the in the ecosystem that inf- that was the influential part that if i i went and showed uh, that was a good example for how we uh, did the influencing architecture we did, did one component which was resilient it was a poc Uh-huh. so we somehow said okay we are going to make this like we took look at the whole ecosystem and took the one that fails all the time we made that resilient ah very nice that's a beautiful example so basically so, so basically you kind of said resilience is what i'm going to get so that will mm-hmm. handle the complexity and for that you picked up a case which was failing and then you used that as a influencer too now it becomes a virtuous feedback right this one absolutely. gives more confidence to the architecture than its influencing absolutely yeah. so so one of the principles we define this is as he says you design for failure not design for success which is yeah. which is resilience basically in other words right you yeah. design that assuming that things will fail right i want it to fail actually yes. because that that's why one of my first tests i do is i want i just want to pull the plug on like a physical hardware yeah. so the interesting thing in architecture right now if you look at if you remove the different pillars right one of the things of the it environment pillar is actually technical project management okay now under technical project it is the architect who chooses which module to do first we can always do a very simple module to show a poc but in this case the key decision architecture decision i would say is picking that component which will fail often oh so that is influence the most ah which would which is kind of obvious that it will fail right your current yeah. systems has been failing so you pick that to do it now that is a very good example of architecture what is your most frustrated frustrating complicated architecture that you had to implement you knew that this is complicated but you had to do it we all go through that so basically okay <laughs> so the, i had that example. and the reason i'm asking this question is right i think it's very important for us to understand the anti patterns before we can actually get a good thing going lot of us we don't even know we are stuck in anti patterns that's the reason i'm asking this so um uh, uh okay i'll give you an example for complicated architecture so i had one client again not in sri lanka where um we were supposed to deliver a solution using a third party tool third party software but the problem was uh, one side it was uh, it was predominantly based on java platform and this third party tool doesn't play well with java so it's very close to native uh, windows and uh, the thing is okay what how but the thing is when a client is uh, has decided i want to use this tool right you get into that mix so then what do you do you, build, you play uh, along with that you play along absolutely. with that you know that it's so not going to be that clean but then you yeah, play along like, with uh, it so it's like uh, then uh, what you do you put this nice layers around that uh, unfriendly ecosystem where you somehow manage uh, uh windows 32 calls with web services and then somehow expose them to java layer so that is not complex uh, complex but it's complicated because the things there are so many things that go and go wrong it's a very small piece of uh, software like if you look at if i compare with the previous system i built it was less than 1/10 the complexity maybe about a couple of 100000 lines of code but still 
it's it's so complicated because the thing is uh, you are basically put in a box where you have to deliver something which is not supposed to be used in a certain way so so you have to deliver it but then of course the effort you put is to hide that complexity around uh, the the whole instability right because you have to manage everything gracefully so that is a good example for me because the thing is we are on one side you have a very strong, very stable java system java based system and then all of a sudden you have some dlls that are supposed to do some stuff and then you have to wrap it around and get it to somehow work but 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 what do you do everything again not complex but complicated yeah good example so uh, venkat can you think of uh, something where it was you had to manage it right and influence was hard and as raja was telling right 90% of our projects are just we we treat it as though it's complicated systems right because i think first and foremost it starts with a rfp right which means there itself you are straight jacketed yourself from the word get go right uh, the moment you say you have an rfp we have made it into a complicated system it is not a complex system anymore complex system should have unknowns so the moment you say this is the rfp i want all of you to meet this done it's done before hello the program is done right there is so i don't think if people what should i say it's it's hard in a case where in a world where we are work with rfps on how can you uh, kind of start on a complexity handling or a influence package right it's like it's set the tone is set right you have got into a cricket ground i don't think there is no way you can play uh, no, snow ice hockey i i think it's also depends on the business case also because in a business case that means broadly speaking there are two types of business systems which which come up for architecture right one is what we call as systems of record right these are like this is for line of business you have to do it because the business process depends on it this is non negotiable sort of a system right this is you have to build it you have to this is a business process you have to uh pos have to go invoices have to happen core banking has to happen all those things are systems of record it's not means business process is defined you have to just deliver that right so there is very little uh possibility of influencing an, in terms of architecture except for maybe choice of technology or the way you build it or you let the system evolve they those are the things you may influence it but There, there is a other kind of system which we call as systems of innovation, right? Where where the organization is trying to innovate, trying to uh, get ahead of the market or get some sort of critical uh, advantage, right, in the marketplace, right? That is where architects have much more uh, leeway, I would say, to to influence. Right? because business themselves do not know because when you start talking about systems of record business already knows what they want they don't really care about your opinion right you can in you can say no no this business process looks bad is, i didn't ask you your job is to deliver this system right business process is my domain this is not your domain right technically 
architects can influence that. It says this business process seems to be flawed or whatever, right? That that could be one area of influence. But what Raja mentioned for 90% of the cases, architects have no choice but to deliver on the system of record. So that means that they are accepting their weakness. I think it's a failure of architecture. Giving up like, oh, business I can't do, then we are not fit to be architects. I would disqualify them as being architects. If you just say, oh, I throw in the towel even before the fight has come and telling, oh, business won't agree to me, then yeah, okay, it's failed architecture. That, that's what I'm saying, that 90% <laughs> of the cases, architects, it's, it's not that they don't want to do it, they have no choice. No, they have to build the capability is what I would kind of think, right? So, if you, the good example that you said is, it's actually, that's interesting, right? You said the system of records, okay? So, system of records is nothing but, at the end of the day, it is data captured. Now, that is no negotiation on that, okay? But now, if you take something as simple as, get me my bank balance, correct? That's the bare minimal transaction that can be done or withdraw cash. Okay. Now, to influence this, you need whether you want to, okay, let's say just getting bank balance. It's a read-only operation. There's no write also involved there, right? There are millions oh, of opportunities I'm, to do influence. I'm sorry, but in banks, there is always write operation. <laughs> there is always a... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, let's assume there's a log, okay, good point. So, let's say, so in fact, that very nice, right? Now, what you just said kind of says that even the simplest of a thing can have a complexity nature to it. When did that guy ask for the bank statement? Why is that required? Maybe in another bank case, it is needed. So, even what looks like complicated is actually hidden complexities there in that. So, something as simple as what we think as complicated. Here I made the mistake, right? I took one simple use case and I thought it was complicated. But you just pointed out even that simple use case is actually complex. Now, if you double click on that, right? Why do you need a log that somebody asked for a bank account, right? Maybe there is a legal complaints associated with that. Now, the legal complaints is for something else. This is to influence something else, right? So, it, so I'm kind of, I don't know. Is there anything which we can say, oh, this doesn't need innovation? I think architects have to kind of say, you know what, all the touch, majority of the touch points is candidates. I did, I did not say that there is no scope for innovation. I said architects do not have a choice, right? So when they are, so like RFP is a straight jacket. It's, it's, it's a, it's a straight jacket, which, which they are. Okay. So probably what I was telling is they, I would. Just tweak whatever you said a little bit, right? Yeah. Architects today feel and accept that they don't have any choice. So Probably. I think they should empower themselves to say. No, but I, do, I, I no, no, hold on. I disagree with that. I architects okay. have the influencing power or the convincing power. So if you say that you cannot because business is the one who is governing this, you have already like what you previously said. You should not be an architect. An architect is a person who will sell somebody, people can't see, people can't feel, people, people, they don't know what's going to happen, but still you sell an idea. So that's what we do. I think, okay, so that's a good point. So I think basically what uh, Deepak just uh, kind of let me understand, what you're trying to say is, typically the mindset is, 
you know what i am a technical architect i will have to do what the business does okay i don't have power i am powerless i am helpless i am one poor guy who i have to do that okay so that is a current existing state obviously it's not a desired state but that is so you kind of tend to go inside the management uh, you just manage architecture i'm saying that is a cause that is a root yeah, cause yeah I think that's uh, probably. I think we also need if we kind of start understanding the difference between, you know, what as an architect, am I going to manage or and influence, right? And uh, we kind of there is this general notion, right? Nobody gen- wants to be a manager, right? You want to be a strategic person or you want to be an influencer, right? If somebody says, do you want to be a manager or an influencer, right? very few people in the room will put up their hands and say you know i just want to be a manager because that the word management itself has doesn't have innovation or something creativity attached with it it's a general opinion not that you can be a manager who innovates i'm not telling that the word by itself makes you non innovative or things like that right so venkat in your scenario right it's small okay yeah so in your case it's just a small team startup you've been with them for a long time i'm sure you're being pushed into managing things right what in your case what causes that because your so, ecosystem is a little smaller so i'm just curious yeah so here like as you said so like most of the things like when it wasn't very simple then it is it is very very uh, difficult to influence right so uh, so what architects generally what they do is like when it was a very simple they'll make little complicate so that you know uh, like it looks like uh, we need to do it in uh, in a way that it can be uh, uh, it cannot be done it very easily so what i mean is that uh, when you are preparing the architecture then you need to include all the all the components so that it looks like like little little complex then only you can convince the like other people okay so it it needs to be done in in such a way that it should be very complex so that we can have like this much time and this much resources <laughs> no we will make a little little complex right like uh, most of the times so okay ah So, so, so because what, of uh, yeah so um so because of that only we are uh, we are like um we are, we are able to influence the team okay, right so, so you need to make it uh, just a to do list okay do this do this like uh this way we can we can influence the uh, people and uh, we can motivate them so that it can be uh, completed very easily so in a way what you're kind of trying to say is right um, so initially one of the things about influences it's a kind of interesting paradox if i kind of read it right to do or something changing we have to keep it simple but if you keep it simple the architects will not be respected so you want to make it complicated or you want you want to make it complicated to say there are a lot of things and i know exactly how to handle it right because you yeah. want to come across as the person who knows stuff so even if by chance the business or somebody gave you a free ticket we will go through the free ticket and straight jacket ourselves 
not that i can don't that i, I usually <laughs> don't do that i also like to keep things things as simple, simple as possible because something i live by is every line of code is an opportunity for you to put a bug in so the least lines of code you write the least line least amount of bugs you can generate also so 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 uh, because of that uh, i also like it's a, yeah it's a paradox is a paradox exactly. is a, yeah at one place you want to prove that architecture is adding value at the other no. side you want to say it is simple and you can do it easily so if it is no. so simple why does this require so much time right so that that is the <laughs> that is a paradox here so no. as much as architects want to simplify stuff they need to preserve themselves for doing the next job so <laughs> so that is uh, i don't know means there is no answer to that problem because if you make it simple and all the time your job is to make simple and and you're saying you're reducing work and nobody will hire you anymore it is okay this guy never adds any more people or adds any more budget or adds any more stuff it's so easy let why have him there you know we will exactly is doing the stuff yeah, i'll give a simple example around this something that happened uh, in the recent past uh, we had a customer who came, who had this uh, mechanism of uh, generating tokens for their customer right so each time you come you generate a token for work all of a sudden they came and said by the way uh, you guys are generating numbers we want to make it alpha numeric okay and okay then i didn't get involved in this discussion so of course my guys below had uh, had implemented this and very happily coming and saying janaka we implemented that and it's uh, working fine and i said okay can i see the code i looked at it and i see like 2000 lines of code written around converting a number that you usually will generate as 1 2 3 into a 1 3 and you have what uh, i can't remember there were 26 nested loop for loops <laughs> and uh, so it i mean you it, i mean you need about five screens to look at the whole damn thing in one word okay so uh, the simple question i had was uh, why is it so complex so no no this is how it is this works i said but why this is why is it so complex why isn't there a simple solution so no no this is the way like from mandalorian and i said look what they are asking you to do is you have something decimal which is base 10 to be converted into base 36 which is alpha and 10 and there are millions and millions of algorithms that convert a base 10 into base 36 out of the box in with a single line so our guys went and wrote that code where i said okay if a is this then you iterate through y and then come up with numbers if it jumps to the other side then you have to override they, they didn't know that something like this existed is that the reason so 
it they, no no the thing is it the way the rfp was re, uh, written they had the, the customer had written the rfp during the uh, they had written the algorithm that's it okay. oh it was there it's in the rfp is it yeah, yeah. so the, how the numbering system should look like they said after 9 it should go to 0 and the next digit should be 1 if it's 9 it should be a and okay. uh, and after nine, it should be A on this side, and then it has to keep on jump. It's like shifting, right? And then they, of course, they because so it's basically what happened is I think that's an interesting thing, right? I think this is how it manifests. It actually so basically the RFP had an algorithm. They had kind of not as an they tell it from a business sense, right? They had told yeah. it. So these people read it, okay. And they implemented it word for word with code, telling, you know, we have met all the line items in the RFP. Okay. Now, if they had taken the path of, let, let me use a library or let me use a function which can achieve the same thing, right? The net net of the RFP will be achieved, but it will be with a function and you don't need to do all these 10 things that you're asking. You don't have to go through all these points to reach there. I have a flight. You take that flight, it will ratchet you there. You don't have to go yeah. through the intermediate cities. Yeah. So, classically, what was done was the RFP was managed or the air ecosystem was managed rather than influenced. So, basically, they lost an opportunity of influencing. Would I be correct in my understanding? Yeah. But they have no choice. That's what uh, it's. It's a no choice scenario because we have to deliver on that RFP. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's a mind. It's a mindset challenge. Correct. Right? I think we need to get let over. Us play the, let us play this out. What What could they have done differently? It means if they, if they were not, the, the RFP is there. They have to deliver on the RFP. What correct. could they have done? If you were to advise them, mm. what would you advise them to do? Actually, I think Janaka just told that right. It's something See, no, no, he gave a technical example. I'm saying in your yeah. influence. No, 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 no. It's not a, it was not a technical. It was not a technical because it's now there is a business problem where they want to achieve something, and then uh, and there is a solution, a solution that has already been there. Because the thing is, again, I th I personally think that mathematics is a part of nature. Yeah. So because. Uh, um, and again, it has already been solved. The thing is, what the customer wanted to achieve when I read the first 10 lines of the RFP, I didn't have to look at the algorithm. I said, okay, look, what they wanted to achieve was to compress this number of digits. And in order for you to compress the digits, what you do is you increase the base. So that's written between the lines. So they, that was the business that problem is, they were is, trying to solve. That is what they did basic computer science, right? You go to hexadecimal or... <laughs> Absolutely. So anything you do is like, for example, a very simple scenario is this right now. For example, in the US, uh, each of the states have their own plate. So like, for example, it's not like TN in Tamil Nadu. So it's like the state, yeah. state has a different color or whatever, some notification and then the same number can appear in two states. So that is the given. Um, like for example, in India, you have TN for Tamil Nadu, so something I have picked up. But if you go to France, they have used something even more interesting. Instead of uh, for you to understand where the car is coming from, what they have is, a, is are two digits which will translate into a city which they have encoded. So instead of, okay. because there are so many cities, they have compressed it. So again, this is that's the nature of solving the problem, right? Again, this is uh, all about uh, 
how you approach the problem that like you said this is the difference between managing and influencing the moment i said can't you guys do it like this immediately the guys went and said okay janaka now it's good so they changed it so and uh, i think and then okay. uh, so yeah. we kind of at time so kind of key takeaways right we could go around the table i think one thing it kind of became clear as uh, uh, things is one management or influence right whether we want an architecture which manages or influence is a choice the architect has to make by default architects kind of think in their mind i don't have a choice and we just manage architecture okay so that's a with practice and a mindset change it's an architect has to do that switch i think that is the key thing which i would uh, say uh, unless that step is crossed it's hard to get to the next one what would be your key takeaway from our discussion deepak thank you janak i mean so i i actually means i never thought about managing or influencing i i i always thought in terms of uh, problem solving right and 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 probably i had never thought of it in that direction because problem solving can be managed or problem solving can be influenced i never thought of it in that way so it, it was a good insight for me to think about it in this way that because and being straight jagged all these are things which influence the problem solving right how you solve a problem how you look at a problem that i need to sort of think more about so that was my takeaway that should i because as as engineers we that's what we do we are problem solvers right we what when somebody shows me shows us a problem he says let us solve it right we are not thinking about consciously thinking about should i influence it should i manage it should i follow mm. this approach that approach all those things are definitions which we put on after we have solved the problem <laughs> right so so that, that that's uh, but maybe there's a better way that's what i'm trying to think of maybe there is a better way to to sort of short circuit that whole uh, because we just go and bang at the problem right so we don't always sort of systematically think about it so that's that, that systematic thinking about it and applying sort of your uh, experience behind it see that's where some of the experience also applies you see that's why we, they want experienced architect because they have seen lot of stuff right experience is not about that they can influence or they can manage or whatever they have seen lot of this stuff and they know okay this approximately looks like what i did 10 years ago right so that's 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 where the wisdom quote and quote comes from right because they have failed so many times they know okay this doesn't work right so that's that's their sort of uh, thing and, and maybe there's a better way i'm just saying experience sort of is the hard knock way of doing the same thing says you figure out as okay maybe i can handle this by influencing because maybe i'm not consciously doing it because i know from past experience that doesn't work right or if i try to manage this kind of a problem it doesn't work so i guess what we're trying to do is we're trying to define something which happens by experience but uh, maybe for the people who are getting into it they can gain from it and say okay i don't really have to spend 10 years to learn this i can understand the difference between influencing and managing and i can sort of preempt those uh, things which people have to spend 10 years learning yeah janaka yours yeah. so basically i think uh, 
all uh, junior architects that start first they i think uh, the first goal is somehow to manage the architecture so it's about achieving the goal so as you grow with more experience uh, uh, you kind of get that feeling that it's not about delivering the solution but how you sell your idea how you influence the idea you have and then um, what kind of an influence you become because to be very honest i also didn't think about it until you told me but deep down inside it's all about the way architects or the, what an architect likes to see is that when his idea influences is influential so mm. basically i think that's something we get with experience so the thing is like uh, if you take any senior architect it's not about uh, delivering the product it's about doing something in a controversial manner <laughs> and also no i'll give a simple yeah. example now uh, last week now we are starting a big project at our uh, place and then uh, these guys are saying oh we are going to do react and all that stuff i said okay do uh, you guys know react i said yeah 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 we are very good at react i said fine then uh, what do you think about flutter how ah, we don't know it then why not try it? because the thing is there is no i said i want you to stick to the same timeline we'll we'll learn it and do it because you already know a technology right because the thing is you will have to the thing is it's like uh, that's where we get our what do you call energy from by doing something that we know is outside of our comfort zone and that's a self confirmation self actualization for us and then also lets us influence and uh, of course as architects even though we are experienced we also have to think about uh, going from that uh, influencing to the manage part especially when the project is going south the more the what do you call the acid goes the, like what do you call south you will notice that you are less and less interested in influencing rather than yeah. managing sure correct so that's that's i think uh, even though we are driven by that whole wanting to influence at every level on a practical I scenario think that's, i think that that's a good way of putting it i think probably it's something like when something serious happens you take somebody to an icu but you don't keep them for life in icu right <laughs> well, yeah. so it's like when a project is critical then you manage it otherwise you do influence so it's Absolutely. like it has its pluses right you you would need to manage when it is critical manage it but keep an objective that you know i'm not going to keep that guy forever in the icu i have to take him out and put them walk on the road outside <laughs> i think that's a good way of looking at it thank yeah. you yeah 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 i i totally agree with you no know, janakan deep and sometimes like the the uh, sometimes we don't know like uh, uh, when we are doing it you no know, whether we are influencing or managing it so, so there is a like a thin line between no in influencing and managing it, right so we thought that we are influencing it but uh, indirectly we may be managing it like so um, so uh, for it, it depends on as uh, as uh, like janaka said it it comes from the experience like so when you are uh, when you are uh, deadline is there like that time so uh, you know in the half way you know that whether it is in going south or right directions that time you have try to indirectly you know managing it instead of uh, before going to the critical stage like in 
if it's a critical stage you have to be managed like there is no other way right and and, and uh, through the experience only there is a like um, each problem will have a different solutions like whether it is a, like a shorter solutions or it is a longer solution it also comes from the experience where like uh, architect should uh, influence and we can uh, we can show them some path instead of showing the solutions so uh, sir uh, in in that example so from the other field like we could show the path use some like algorithm instead of implementing the algorithm right so as uh, from the zanaga uh, like past experience so it happens lot to our company also like in our team like um, um when i uh, someone has uh, like uh, solved the problem they took the two days to solve the problem if i would have seen the problem prior to that in the day one i should have told them don't don't go this way do this way so that you can complete in uh, half an hour instead of two days i should have we should have no influence them if we have no uh, constantly monitoring but again if you are monitoring again it uh, because I, I don't know whether it is managing <laughs> or influencing it. so yeah so that's, 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 that's a, a good thing, it's a tricky thing right i think it's yeah. like what uh, it's there's a paradox built in right if you kind yes. of um, look at very closely to influence then it becomes managing right managing so, yeah exactly i think it's that's a different topic altogether right it's it's a, it again goes back to what deepak said right the ability to fail so influence has a built into it if you want to build influence then we should be willing to fail right if you don't yeah, want to exactly. fail okay. you cannot be an influencer you will just be a manager right so yeah like, yeah definitely okay um thanks. i think i thanks uh, thanks all for joining i'll stop the recording i think um,